hot. Don't care about hot. I'm just saying, how do you lay it? You lay it like that one? Alhamdulillah, I'm better call feet. My shoulders better call We just. Yeah. 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 I know. You got. How we can sell this? Yeah, you so funny when you say that because I know it's not true. You not like that. What do you mean? It's really sad that you think better of me. It's really sad. Hello, Hello, Hukbar. I, I can tell who you because of where you come from. You're not, you're not like that. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You got good roots, man. MashaAllah. Tabarakallah. I, I had to learn that the hard way. All right. Welcome back to Untranslated Islam. This is your brother, Ben Yusuf. And we're delving straight in. Um, we were dealing with the situation of every one of us having what we need to make closeness to Allah from the Quran. And we dealt with the fact of, uh, from this, the book of Etibyan, uh, or the clarification about the etiquettes of the of the Hamilatul Quran of the one who carried the Quran by Imam Nawawi, and we're doing some different parts. But the first thing was his statement that and understand that even if you have a little bit of Quran and you stand up with it, that you can still be written from those, or you can still achieve uh, the goal of not being written from the Ghafirin or from the heedless. And he brought the Hadith where the Prophet said, "Whoever recited ten ayat at night stood up and recited ten ayat." Then they're not be they be they won't be written from the Ghafilin or from the heedless. And then we said seven ayat is al-Fatiha, seven. So all you have to do is recite for them. And this is not for people to be lazy. This is for those people who don't have anything but that. But the scholars also say that the person who recites the same surah in the first rakat and then the second rakat and he has stuff, then he shouldn't be lazy. So the people who have different things. Then fine, but at the same time, we all know the hadith of the man who was citing Kulu Allahu Ahad at the end of every one of his rakats when he led the people to the point that the word got back to the Prophet so he summoned them because he was the one that was responsible for leading the Salat in that particular area. He came back and he said, I hear that you recite Kulu Allahu Ahad every time. So most of the scholars said that he was reciting something else and then he would end with Kulu Allahu Ahad every time because it was just inconceivable that he would only recite Kulu Allahu Ahad every time. So they say he was reciting something else and then at the end he would recite Kulu Allahu Ahad. So the point is, he said, because I love it, it's the description of my Lord. I love it. And then the Prophet said, well, if it's because of the fact that you love it because you're feeling it, then know that Allah loves you. So it came as him coming to be reprimanded and it left with him coming with him leaving with a blessing from Allah and his messenger. So the whole point is, is that it's about sincerity. If you have and you love that source so much because, for example, you came, you're thankful that Allah brought you into this Islam and taught you about the one guy after being raised, thinking that he was three or trying to understand to come together with how could he be three and one and all of that. And you just happy to know, OK, what my fitro, my nature was telling me is right. That Allah is one. Like we used to say when we was running in rock camp, Allah is one. He has no son. We just run six miles. Allah is one. Allah is one. Has no son. Has no son. Stuck for law. Just running, 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 boot camp, slamming boot camp. Sheikh Hamid, uh, uh, and he would be up there just, just leading us. And the whole point is, is that he loved saying that. And we would feel it every time he said it. I'm telling you, we go through everything, go through the mud, go through this and the rain and that. And he's saying, well, he didn't know how to say, big. so we say, big. and we have to say behind him, he loved everything that talked about Allah being one. Allah, you calling me? Allah, there's no, there no, no partner with you. And then he, Allah is one, Allah is one, has no son, has no son. Allah is one, Allah is one, has no son, has no son, stuck for the law. 
Stop for Lord. Stop for Lord. So it just, just, just go on. Boom, boom, boom. Anyway, the whole point is, is that if you do it with feeling and you love it, shows. Like we said in the other hadith, that Abu Bakr, he felt it. It showed when we was running behind him, that's how we could get through all of that. Man, I wasn't trying. I'm, 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 I'm coming. I went in ride camp at 16. I didn't know he was going to make me run six, seven miles all the way there. Then we had to run back. But once he got into that rhythm, I didn't care because I could feel it. So my point is, is that you be sincere with Allah, Allah be sincere with you. Okay? You take that step towards Allah, he take two towards you. You go walking to him, he go running to you. So we talked about being sincere while you were reciting the Fatiha. Being sincere when you recite, recite that two, that, that two or three, that two, three ayat surah. Be sincere with it. Whatever. You can recite, you guys heard, who Allah, who Allah, who la ilaha illahu. Those three ayats, everybody know those. Do those in every name before you go into that salat. Look up and think and, and pay attention to one name each time until you know all the names. And each time when you go into the salat, stop on that name and think about it. Think about its impact on you. Okay, which is what we already say next is the point of it was from the sunnah of the prophet and the sahabas that they would get to an ayat and they would make tikarat, They would recite it over and over again and just contemplate it. But that's why I'm saying this might not be in your furud, in your obligatory five salats. This is what's going to be making you wait even when you're in your furud. Like, I can't wait to get home. I need this time with my Lord tonight. I'm telling you, you'll be feeling like, yo, Allah, he gave me this, took care of me. I need to spend some time and thank him. Or I'm going through some difficulty. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the last 39. I need to spend some time, my Lord. I'm telling you, you won't be feeling like that. Word up. Because life make you feel like that. And that's the reason why I hit you with so raw and done raw. Okay, he hit you with these difficulties of health and wealth. La'allahum yadurra'un. And other places said, la'allahum yadurra'un. In order to make you humble yourself and return back to him. That's all he do it for. So you get the reward. Ajabin, it's amazing the affair of the mu'min. A situation, difficult or hard, the hard times and good times, it's all khair for him. And it's only for the mu'min. So let's get back into this, okay? The point is, is that, so we talked about doing seven, uh, 10 ayat. Seven is a fatiha and then any other three ayats. The next point uh, in the Tibyan is a statement. He said, Thalabi and Ibn Abbas an. And Thalabi narrated about uh, a statement from Ibn Abbas where he said, Men Ibn Abbas, and that was the Tarji man of the Quran, the explainer of the Quran. He was the one. We'll get into his whole story another time. But he was the one that the Prophet Sallallahu he was the cousin of the Prophet Sallallahu he took him and he hugged him and he said, Oh Allah, uh, 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 give him knowledge of, uh, of, of, of the deen, give him knowledge and understanding the Quran. And he said that it's not a single ayah, it's like I can tell you or give you a tafsir about it. He's the one who said that whoever stands up at nighttime uh, uh, with only two rakat, so he's saying two of course is outside of the witr, which means the three, okay? The two outside of the witr, which means the three. All right. So he says, whoever stands with two extra rakat outside of his witr, there's one witr rakat, then surely he has bat. Bat comes from bait. Y'all guys know bait. Bayyata or bata. Yabitu means to be at home at nighttime. Okay. Bata, which from bait, from your home. Then surely he spent the time in his, he's written down as having the reward of spending his time in, at night with Allah. Sajidan wa qa'ima. In sajda and and in qiyam. Why is that important? He's giving you now the tafsir about an ayah where Allah Jalla says, Amman ishil ayah for Zuma. Amman. 
or Qa'imu, or something Qa'imu Wasajin. Amman huwa Okay, so he says in his ayah in Surah Al-Zumr, he's talking about the people who do, Allah is referring to the people who are not good. And then he says, are they equal to the ones who spend their time at nighttime, at layl in the middle of the night? Sajidan and Sajda and Ka Iman and standing and this situation the ulama say he brings Sajid before Ka even though in Salah you do Qiyam and then you do Sajood but he's showing that when they get up at night they're in Sajda making closeness to him and making Dua and they're standing up and remembering him but he's encouraging you that that's the time they make that Sajda to make that Dua to make that closest to him because he said that the Prophet said the closest you can get to the to Allah Jalla is when you're in Sajda and then in the last third of the night he said the law comes down to every third, last the third of every night to the lowest heaven and ask those questions who's making Dua so I can answer them who's uh, asking forgiveness so I, for, I can forgive them who's asking for intercession so I can intercede for them uh, uh, no who's asking for Okay, he asked three different questions. So the point is Allah is down in the lowest heavens, okay? So him, Ibn Abbas, making this statement is a mountain of benefit because he's telling you, you get up and you do two extra rakats and then one rakat witr. Okay, you do two rakats and then salam out. It's not like maghrib. Either you're going to do two rakats, salam out, and then stand up and do one more witr and you can recite the same thing in each one if you don't have nothing else. You don't have anything else. Or you can do all three together without making any type of tashahid except into end. So you go to one, you go to two, and then stand straight up in three without sitting. Go into the three and then in the third one you can salam out. But the Prophet usually did methna with methna and then end it with a, with a, with a witr. So do two, salam out, and stand up. But it was other situations just recorded where he did three all straight, five all straight, seven all straight, with all with one tashahud. All right? So it's different ways to do this. All right, let's continue. This is the point that I want to cover in this sitting. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bab fi adab al-Quran fa'awwala thalika. Okay, we talked about ikhlas. Uh-huh. Okay, we talked about paying attention, but we're going to just read through this very quickly. But the point I want to give you is after this, but he's going to refer back to this point. So I need to read this to you before um, before we get to the second point. He said, He says, so when you get into your recitation inside your salah, uh, uh, he said, once you get into your recitation, the whole goal, your whole main objective is to make sure you're humbled and deeply contemplating the, 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 the surah, deeply contemplating every word that comes out of your mouth. Okay? You have to deeply contemplate it. I don't like talking straight through. Okay, well, that, is that? Okay. Uh, you can push pause? Yeah. All right. Push pause and show. Just, oh, you can't? Like you can cut it. Okay. All right. Because I, I, I don't like talking through the van. He's calling us. We got to respond. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Okay, so uh, Imam Nawawi says, فَإِذَا شَرَعَ فِي الْقِرَاءَ فَلْيَكُنْ شَتْنُهُ الْخُشُوعُ وَالتَّدَبُّرُ Make sure that the whole thing, your whole focus, once you make that connection, it's like when it, when, when, when you're standing, it's like, it's like you're, the phone is ringing. When you say Allahu Akbar, it's like the phone which is answering and you have a direct connection to Allah. 
Okay, he's going to pour down whatever he needs to pour down into you. And you want to make sure that the shoot is open for it to come down by focusing on it on him. Because as the prophet said, when you turn away from him, he turns away from you. Okay, you're starting with the Fatiha. We already talked about the Fatiha. We're going to get deeper into what the prophet said that Allah says, which is every time that you recite an ayah from the Fatiha, he responds directly. When you say the first ayah, he says, Hamedini Abdi, that my Lord, I mean, my, my slave has praised and thanked and shown his love and reverence for me. Okay. He's magnified me, meaning magnificent. Okay. And then when you say, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, he says, Majedani, um, Majedani uh, Abdi, sir. And no, ethna alayya abdi. He says, ethna alayya abdi. Because I remember they said there's three levels of praising him. The first level is alham. The second is athanat. So you're, now you're ex, uh, exalting or showing your, you're praising him with exaltation by saying ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And then when you say maliki yawm ad-Din, you say majedani abdi. Okay. You recognize he's al-Majid. All right. You recognize his majesty. And then when you say iyak and na'bud, you say all my worships. That's the reason why you have a noon there saying we worship. We can have two different meanings. So the scholars say, well, why do we get this we and I'm making salat by myself? He said, because you raised your status by making those duas of ibadah to now you can use the, the, the we verb. I mean, the we uh, pronoun because you've raised your status with Allah. So you can say, but speaking for yourself and speaking for everyone else of the Muslims. We worship you sincerely and we need your help because we know we're not perfect. And then start asking for your things. Uh, guide us to the straight path and all of that. All right. So my point is, is that you get in there and the Fatiha is the way that you make that connection. It's as, as if when you put on if when you, when you start with the Fatiha, it's like if there was any static or anything in there, you make sure the connection is real good. Everything is perfect too. It's perfectly clear. Like the producers say, right, it's perfect right there. That's it. And you make sure it's clear and it stays clear. Make sure nothing goes away. All right. Uh, he says, and okay. He says, so, and all the different proofs about the importance of the tadabr in the Quran. He said, there's so many different from Quran, from Hadith, from the statements of the Salaf, Aqwal Salaf. And we're not going to even go into that. But he literally talks about different people. And is one that Imam Ahmed brought about a man that was reciting from the Tabi'i. And he's reciting the Quran, leading people in Salat. And he said that he got to work. And he said he read that and he dropped dead. And the person that was narrating, this is Imam Ahmed, the Muslim Imam Ahmed. You guys know Imam Ahmed is the man of Sunnah. This ain't no storytelling. The man who narrated, he said, I was there and I was one of the people who carried him to his grave that morning. Okay, so like he died from the, the impact. And of course, he said that it's not saying that it happens all the time, but it shows you the seriousness of people when they contemplate in the Quran. Okay, so they, we somebody would look and say, well, I don't want to die or make a lie. Do you understand the blessing or reward? If you die, I, where we come from, we know. Because we know all the Muslims is dying, running from the police, or dying, shoot, having to shoot out, or dying in some other situation. Allah said, well, illa wa muslimun. Muslimun don't mean I'm Muslim. It means mustaslimin It means that you are, don't let death, don't you dare let, as even Ezra Sheikh Rashid Awad used to say, Allah yarhamu. Our first Quran teacher when we was in the Islamic Community Center School, he would say, and don't you dare let death catch you, except in the situation of being totally submitted without any sins, like not doing sins right now, proper tawheed. Don't let death catch you, except 
that you would like that. Submit it in the slam. So the whole point is, you don't never know what's going to come. So that's why you can't be committing sin. Because the worst thing, what's called the su'ul khatima, or uh, evil end, is for you to be committing some sin and you die in that. Because the Prophet said the way that you die is the way you're going to be raised. So you're going to be raised in a bad situation because you died in a situation and in the grave. It's not a good situation. So the whole point is making sure that you focused, making sure that you have your khushua while you're reciting, making sure that you go, that what we were saying here, this man died in that situation. That's the most blessed death because you can't die in a better situation than contemplating Allah's words and he take you right at a time. Like Cain said, like Abel said to Cain before he killed him, Allah only accepts from the mutaqeen. All right, so. We're going to get straight to the next point uh, because I want to do this before the Akama because we got to leave to the Akama. Um, no, I'm going to do this and not do the next point after. I'm telling y'all the next point to me is the reason why I'm in this book, the next point, but I'm going to give it to y'all in the next sitting because I don't want to leave this point off. So I'm going to do this point in this sitting. Next point in the next sitting is the proof of saying one ayat over and over again just to fill it we're going to bring you all the proofs for that but in this sitting we're going to close out with this and this is a statement and ibrahim he said that the cure for your heart is found in five having five qualities Kira'atil Qur'an bitadabur was his first one. To make sure you recite the Qur'an with deep feeling every time you recite it. You recite it and you feel it. Huh? And making sure you don't fill your stomach up. The worst thing, like the Prophet said, the worst thing that you vessel you can fill up is your stomach. It was an ayah in the Quran about that. That was nasakh. It was taken away. The the Sahaba said they used to recite it. And it was what what uh it went like Wala Adam illa turab wayatubullahu. It was and don't fill up. No, I'm, I know for sure it was, and don't fill up the stomach. Nothing will fill up the stomach of 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 the, of the children of Adam except for turab, except for dirt. I remember, and Allah returns back and repents to those who turn to Him in repentance. Uh uh-uh, and that's the hadith. It was an ayat because we we learned this in the tafsir, and it's actually in one of the sahihs. It was two different ayats that they used to recite. The one about al sheikhu wa sheikhatu ida zaniya firjumuhum al betta, and then this was the other ayat that 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 if Bani Adam was given a wadi, they would want wadiyan. If they've given one 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 uh, thing of of gold or a wealth, they would want two. And nothing fills up the belly of the children of Adam except for the dust, meaning when they die. But Allah turns and repents to those who repent to them. So the whole point is. This place is not for filling up your belly and the desires. Allah says, uh, He says, and those who, who are ungrateful and disbelieve, they are uh, always trying to enjoy themselves with fleeting things. Yatamata means something that is fleeting. You enjoy it and then it goes away. He said, and they eat. Like the like the cattle eat. You know how the cattle always grazing, chewing, and eating something? They have two stomachs that goes into the stomach, then come back up and they chew it some more and they go in that stomach and go into the second stomach. That's how Allah made the cattle. That's why he said they sh- sh- sabila. That they kill an am sabila in the other ayah. He said they are like 
cattle, but know they're worse because the law made the cattle like that for a reason. But they act like cattle, just constantly munching and eating, filling up their stomachs, enjoying themselves. And then when they get out of here, they're in trouble. So he said five qualities. First one, reciting the Quran with tadabbur. Second one, khala, uh, 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 to, to, not, to keep your belly not full. Huh? To leave, like, a, like the Prophet said, a thul of the ta'am, thul of the shara' or thul of the hawa'. A third for eating, a third for drinking, and a third for air. Well, huh? For breathing, yes. Wa qiyamul layl. And standing up in the night prayer. So that's different than reciting the Quran. Reciting the Quran is one thing, and then stand up in night prayer. So that's two of the five qualities have to do with this. And then, wa tadarra, in the sahar. It's the third quality that has to do with this. So you stand up at nighttime reciting, and then at the time of suhoor, Allah says, Wal mustaghfirina bil ashar. All this is the last, that last time right before Fajr, the Salaf used to either go into sajda and start begging for forgiveness and ask if sins we've given, or they would finish and then salam out. And that last 10 or 15 minutes, they would just sit there and think about their sins and beg Allah for forgiveness. in the sahar. And he said that they would cry to the point that. That they would say talked about one Sahaba that he would stop and he would uh, one Salaf he would stop after right at the last ten or fifteen minutes he would sit there and just ask Allah again he said that we used to watch him his family members I used to watch him and he would start to rub his beard while he was thinking he said and he would cry to the point that I would see him take and he would have to turn his beard like this to wring his beard out from the tears that came to his eyes from crying at that time well that's the time when you ask Allah for forgiveness because what. You do all that worshiping and praying to make closest to him. And then at the end, you start asking for forgiveness, which is what? Al-Fatiha. Al-Fatiha, dua al-Ibadah, make closest, dua al-Mas'ala. Then you ask him, beg him for forgiveness. Okay, so three of these five have to do with the Salat, the Quran, uh, the Salat at, le- at nighttime. First is the reading of the Quran with, with contemplation. Second one, get your stomach empty. You ain't getting up for Salat if your stomach is full. You're going to be laying there like a snake, a reptile that just ate something and is trying to wait for digesting. You won't get up. Third one, standing up for the night prayer. Fourth one, right before Fajr, begging Allah for forgiveness. And then the fifth one, wa majalis as-salihin, making sure that you sit with the righteous in order to get more knowledge and benefits so you understand the Quran better. We want to stop with that. We'll continue excavating. Make dua for us to continue excavating and let's all keep applying. We'll excavate. We all apply to our lives so that we can get the agenda together and be there with the Qabilin sitting in thrones looking at each other happy. Until next time, this is your brother, Ben Yusuf. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.